If you want to become financially independent, come to my seminar. Let me show you how to make the fortune you have always dreamed about. Ready? Go! What happens if you are named in Nelson Rockefeller's will? You get rich quick. Stand on the line, play the game again. Everybody's gonna lose and I'm gonna win. Gonna get rich quick. This is my lucky day. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel. Right here on Radio Free Brooklyn, your home for uh, radio. That's focus is primarily the borough of Brooklyn and the communities uh, that make up that borough, but also the greater New York area is represented and more international themes as well. So the whole world. Yes. <laughs> starting in Brooklyn. But starting with yeah. a Brooklyn perspective. Yeah. How's that? Yeah. Because, you know, at this point, much of Brooklyn is uh, not made up of people who were born and raised in Brooklyn. No. It's like looking at a globe... With Brooklyn-tinted eyeglasses. Yes. And so that would be stubble or a full beard of some sort. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, a nice tapered fade uh, leading up to uh, longer hair. Yep. And uh, maybe a lot of tattoos. Yep. Lumberjack shirt. Yes. Tight, very blue jeans. All right. Excellent. Now that we've broken Brooklyn down for you guys... Uh, I am Josh Rubin. And I am Noel Deneen. And in case you don't know, the uh, quick version of what this show is, uh-huh. is Noel and I are two uh, middle-aged white fellas who... Uh, are have, financial geniuses. Yeah, who have incredible financial ideas. Uh-huh. Uh, and we've done so well on these ideas ourselves that we are bypassing, pitching them to yeah. people who, will, who have money. Yeah, we're done going through <sighs> the... Through the normal route to riches. That's right. Um, we this is our version of uh, 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 Bill Gates and uh, the old guy uh-huh. uh, Warren Buffett, Buffett giving all their money away. Yeah, we're giving away all our ideas. We sure are. All of them. Yeah. Every idea we come up with, yeah, you get. And the beauty of it is, our ideas are amazing. Josh and I have both pledged <clears throat> that by the time we die, we'll, we will have given away. A hundred percent of our ideas. <laughs> it's true. I had an idea yesterday yeah. that I gave away to someone. Oh man, that was I don't nice even idea. remember what it was because uh-huh. I don't have it anymore. Yeah. It's theirs, and all we ask in return just—it's really more of a scorecard for us. Yeah, to know how many of you out there are uh, taking these ideas, actioning them, and turning them into the uh, money. Some people think the term "money pit" uh-huh. is a negative. Yeah, I think of it as a pit full of money. Okay. And uh, so that's a positive. Yeah. Uh, turn these into money pits. Um, so, so, so full of money, they become money piles. <laughs> and then they eventually become money uh, hills yeah. and money mountains. Yeah. And then they are just money continents. Yeah. Uh, and and all we ask in return, and again, just as I said, not for our own personal gain, but uh-huh. just as a scorecard, yeah. uh, we only ask for 10%. That's right. Tithe us. Tithe us 10%. Out of, out of, just out of politeness. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I just think I just think it's to say like, hey, like a tip yeah. of the hat. It's etiquette. It is. It is. I agree with you. Um, so there you go. Uh, if that made any sense after it was all said and done, uh-huh. that's what we do here. Great ideas given to you. You take them. You action them. You make gajillions of dollars, yeah. and uh, you send us a check, money order, um, no credit cards. No. Although I do, I have a square. 
Yeah, they wanted to do it, but they, but then Square charges us three and a quarter percent on that okay, transaction. Okay, so you'd have to be thirteen and a half. Right. Yeah, we would have to upcharge for yeah. the uh, for the credit card thing. Um, but there you go. Yeah. Um, gold. <clears throat> gold. We take gold. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, debanking. It's all about debanking yeah. these days. That's right. Um, but there you go. That's it in a nutshell. Um, Noel. Yes. <laughs> How are you today? I am good. Excellent. Uh, so let me tell you a little something. Uh, at once a month, we have a meeting that goes through lunch. Who's we? At my work. Okay. Uh, and so that was on Tuesday this this week, and we went before my buddy and I. We went and grabbed some food so that we'd actually have food for once in this meeting. That when we organized it was supposed to be like just going get lunch first, but then we're always busy and we never get a chance to. So we went, and we went to this place right by work that has, you know, a deli with, like, sandwiches and a buffet. And they've got, actually have a good buffet. And I looked, and they had this pasta salad that looked really good. And I was thinking, maybe I'll get that because it looks good. When you say the buffet, you mean, like, the salad bar? Well, or but it, it is one? much more than a salad okay. bar. all right. Uh, so I ended up not getting that. I got what I get a lot of the time, which is chicken fingers. And which they make themselves. They're really good. They're uh-huh. not like some frozen thing. Right. Uh, and a Greek salad. That's very uh, 12 years old of you. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's what I do. Okay. Uh, what kind of sauce do you use with that? Uh, I have hot sauce. Just hot sauce? Yeah. Okay. Um, and so uh, my buddy, he got a sandwich and he got like a, a container of that same pasta salad. Uh huh. And he had it, we brought it back, we get this meeting, we're in this meeting room, shut the door, shut the <laughs> windows. Uh, well, the windows were never open, but we shut the door, and there's a whole bunch of us in there eating and having this meeting. <clears throat> and he's eating his sandwich and eating his sandwich, and this pasta salad's sitting there. And I'm like, it doesn't look as good as it looked <laughs> when it was. I was looking at it. Uh, and so he finally gets through, and... Opens up his container of pasta salad. Uh huh. And I'm sure I've mentioned this at some point before, but I hate eggs. They just skeeve me out. I'm trying to remember. I know we've talked about mushrooms, you and mushrooms. And eggs. I, I don't remember eggs, yeah. but I'll go with it. So Even hard boiled eggs skeeve you out? Oh, that's the worst really? kind. Yeah, that's the worst kind. Wow. Um, it's a good thing you didn't become a chef. Well, I, I, I would be able to do things with them, but just not eat them. Uh, so, anyway, this dude had taken this really good-looking potato salad. And potato just, salad or pasta salad? I mean, pasta salad. Uh-huh. And just m- mixed all this other stuff oh, okay. in with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. he had, like, all this stuff just mixed in, including, yeah, chopped-up hard-boiled eggs that smelled very strongly of egg. Mm-hmm. And so we're sitting in this frickin' office room with the windows closed, the door closed, and he's just munching this stanky egg, and all I could think of is like, you, frick. <laughs> why did you get the stinkiest, gross thing you could think and of? Ruin this most beautiful thing, and ruin this beautiful, beautiful meeting that we're having. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. uh, that's it's interesting. This story you tell, uh huh, because it weirdly uh-huh. uh dovetails yeah. right into our topic today. That's right. Which is... Which is smell. That's right. Yeah. How to follow your nose all the way to the bank. How to get rich 
I just want to tell a little story though. Oh, okay. Just it 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 fits in with yours, but it's not a smell story. Okay. But it is a story about mashing everything together from a salad bar. Uh-huh. So when Deb and I first started dating, she was living out in Queens, and uh, <clears throat> she was roommates with with one of her best friends. And he was, uh, he is a lovely guy, uh-huh. but has no sense of smell, and and sometimes has not much of a sense of taste as well. And one of the big sort of like, if we're gonna go and get like a cheap meal, I don't know if you remember this, and I don't know if they still do it because I haven't been to one in ages. But Wendy's used to have a salad bar, and the one by her had this salad bar, and their big thing was for like healthy fast food. We're talking. 18 years ago, yeah. was to go to Wendy's, get the salad bar, and get a baked potato, okay. right? And that would be... But the salad bar was not an all-you-can-eat salad bar. It was a one-trip salad bar. Uh-huh. So their salad bar would have all the salad fixings, and then it would have pasta salad. It would also have tuna salad and chicken salad, and uh, then it would also have fruits and you know all the diced vegetables. Then it would also have things like pudding uh-huh. and, and stuff like that. <clears throat> And Deb's friend would go and would start just loading stuff up like a mountain, uh-huh. mountain of stuff. And so there would be pasta salad and tuna salad jammed up against each other, which is okay. And then you'd have salad salad with whatever the dressing was on it and all the little fixings on top of that and bako bits and croutons. And so this plate is now getting like mounded up, mounded up. And then a big spoonful of chocolate pudding <laughs> would go right on the plate and it would start to like lava flow uh-huh. into everything. The tuna salad yeah, and course. the pasta salad yeah. and everything. He didn't care, man. It was just, you know, it was it was uh it was uh sustenance. Sustenance. It was cheap and loaded up. All right. You know, and had had it been unlimited uh-huh. and they could, uh, you know, gone back up, he would have kept his savory fr- separate sure. from his sweet. But that was not acceptable. Yeah. And there it was, you know, baked potato with chocolate pudding coating. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, if we're just going to go story after story Let's here, do that. Uh, when I was at school, uh-huh. there was uh, a guy that we would see out sometimes. He was really a friend of a friend, though. And he... <laughs> just decided that he had found the cheapest way to eat in the world. And he would go to 7-Eleven and get big gulp cups and fill it full of their chili and pay whatever big gulp cups that cost and have (laughs) nothing but chili. (laughs) And he lived for like whatever it was at the time, like a buck Uh fifty-two bucks on chili. Yeah. And uh, he got scurvy. (laughs) (laughs) So the moral of that story, guys, is is put some lemon in there. <laughs> you need, you need to, which you would think he would buy a lime, yeah, and just because you know chili is always better with a little lime in it, sure, a little acidity. But that's a good story. Yeah, I love people who are ingenious like that. Yeah, that's some smart. Yeah, he was shit. So ingenious, he got a, he disease, got a disease that nobody gets anymore. <laughs> he got a disease of old English sailors. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, shit happens. What are you going to do? Uh-huh. Um, you know, that's why the gin and tonic was invented. Yeah. yeah, Because yep. it would ward off the scurvy. And uh, quinine for malaria. Well, quinine, the tonic yeah. has quinine in yeah. it. That's why it was done. For malaria. 
Oh, for malaria. But yeah. I thought the quinine was for the scurvy as well. No, the the limes for the scurvy, the uh-huh. quinine's for the uh, malaria. And then the gin is just for the fun of the it. The gin's for the boredom of the sea. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, but that was, story time was all well and good. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. little filler yeah. for this killer. That's right. Um, but let's get into it, Noel. That's right. Time to Smells. make some money. Smells. Right? So, hey, you guys, yeah. smell. How are you going to get rich with it? I'll tell you how. Uh so initially, when I started thinking about this, um, I, what kept going through my head was a phrase, you know, like, something smells fishy, you know, something doesn't smell right about this, something stinks here, you know, you can smell the fear in them, all these phrases like that. And I started wondering if there's any truth to that, and I was thinking about pheromones, right? Uh, which I looked up, and uh, there are chemicals produced by an animal, including humans, Yes. The most famous of the pheromones is this sex pheromone that attracts mates. And uh, this thing I was reading went on to say that uh, the pheromones are ectohormones, meaning that they trigger a reaction. Like ghost hormones? No. They they trigger a reaction outside of the body that they're produced in. So you smell my pheromones. Your I pheromones, your, uh-huh. and uh, you get you get all crazy in the head, but it's my hormones that you that are making you crazy. Right. I gotcha. I've thought that for a year and almost two years now. Uh-huh. That it's your homo- hormones that are making me crazy. That's right. Yep, it is. Uh, <clears throat> so you know, and and they not just sex. They also can trigger in the other person alarm. They can make them follow you if you're an ant, you know, mm-hmm. or something like that. <laughs> Uh, as we discussed, arousal. Uh-huh. Uh, it can be a, a signal to someone else to get away from my territory or me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it have to do with a mother-baby mother bond. And uh, the problem with all this is, though, is that that's not what I thought a pheromone was. <laughs> I, 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 I thought uh, what, what pheromones were were that they're a product of your state and that they influence the other person almost by a sympathetic reaction, you know? That is not the case at all. It's not. So uh, I decided, what about what about what I originally thought a pheromone was? <laughs> is there so any... let's just ignore the facts, is what you're saying. No, 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 no. Okay. No, all right. I'm saying, I guess what I was thinking isn't really a pheromone. Right. What about what I was thinking? Isn't that a hormone? It's... <laughs> You're gonna make me moan. Uh, so, so what I thought they were were, as I said, a product of your state and that put off a smell that influence others through some sort of sympathetic reaction, uh-huh. right? Uh, so I looked up: uh, hmm. Do people give off a smell when they're aroused or aggressive or afraid or etc.? The answer is, Mister Josh, yeah, who just tried to belittle me? I didn't at all. Yes, they do. As a matter of fact, they do. Uh-huh. And, I, and as a matter of fact, there's so many studies about this that you couldn't even count it. I, I didn't even go into like documenting like, oh, you know, Dr. Francis Mary at the university of blah, 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 because there's too many. You know, isn't that essentially what flop sweat is? Right. You know, you've heard the term flop sweat. Uh huh. So it's a, it's 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 basically fear sweat. OK. And they have a very different smell. Than a person would normally. Well, have. sure, yeah, yeah. So, uh, oh, uh, so, I, 
I threw you off. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so, and, and and everything I looked up, right, as to does this give a smell? Yes. You know, uh, do lying people give off a smell? Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you know sneaky people give off a smell? Yes. Everything you could look up. So it's even to type of person. It's a. It's they, like. They're equating a smell with sort of a personality trait as well. Or or an activity. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Right? Gotcha. Uh, uh, so I had a question to myself, and which was, are people who are good at reading other people or are otherwise considered intuitive, are they picking up signals about others through their nose? Mm. So maybe they could just smell like, this person's lying to me. Yeah. Or, you know, this person's shouldn't be trusted mm-hmm. or or whatever it is, right? Uh so I looked that up and I could find no solid studies on this, but lots and lots of anecdotal stories mostly from psychic sites, of course, or strange but true sites, uh-huh. which were all saying that the person smelled something before their fantastic discovery, you know, or their revelation or whatever. Uh and <coughs> and uh even though I cannot cite, you know, Dr. Mary Phillips from University of Idaho. Uh, it makes sense to me. So, <laughs> was that smell toast in many occasions? Because you know that's what one smells before one has a stroke. That's right. So maybe these people weren't actually experiencing what they were experiencing was a stroke, and they thought they were having some sort of a uh, uh, psychic experience. Well. Maybe just, just the thought, but that's not what it was. It was <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, so it it occurred to me that business leaders, you know, they have to be great at reading people, mm-hmm. and that's our target market here: business leaders, okay. leaders, captains of industry, uh, and those who aspire to be captains of industry one day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so. I I believe that they are more tuned to the smell of a liar or a sneak. You know, they can smell it on you. Uh, so, is what we got to do. All right. We got to get and and there are studies into both those things about what that smell is, how to get that smell. Uh, so, what we need to do is. We need to get the sneaky liar smell, and we have to put it on your competitors in business. Oh, so I get you. Right? So uh, how you want to do it, you could get a paper soaked in it and sent via mail mm-hmm. to them. Uh, so before they go in for a big meeting, they got the smell of a liar. You're next in. Guess who gets the contract? You. Uh, and, and also, if you don't want to use this for your <coughs> own business benefit, you could be the company arranging the smell on on one party right. or the other, right? Uh, you could uh, you could walk down the sidewalk, walk down Madison Avenue mm-hmm. with a little spray can. Yep, yep. Spray that guy much. right as they're about to go in for the meeting. Yep. Uh, you know, uh, you could have an expensive pocket square, which would look great in a suit for a high powered meeting. Sent to them from a secret admirer. Of course. Right? Uh, little they know, it, it has the stink of liar and sneak uh-huh. on it, and they will not get the deal. You will, or your client will, 
and you'll get rich. I see a scenario though, uh-huh. where they're at this meeting, yeah, and like the right hand person of the CEO in charge who's making the decision uh-huh. sneezes, can't find a tissue, and the chivalrous fellow with the pocket square that's covered in lie hands it to that right hand person. They blow their nose, and now they have the scent of lie all over their face, uh-huh. and their boss now doesn't trust them. Uh, I just see like a, someone's life ruined. Their their everything. I don't know. I'm just saying it's a it's a it's a potential hazard that yeah. I see. These things happen. You can't account for everything. Yeah, I'm I'm not a guidance counselor. I'm not looking out for everyone. <laughs> I'm looking out for our listeners. Uh-huh. Period. If you listen to any other show, <clears throat> you're a target. <laughs> you got a bit bullseye on your back. Uh huh. Okay. If you listen to our show, I will pick you up like a baby. And and rock you to sleep. That's right. They'll hold you by the hand and lead you to the mana. To the golden palace. That's right. <laughs> Is that what you're calling it now? Yeah, the golden, golden palace. palace. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think that's a great idea. Yeah. <clears throat> Is that it? Are you done that's with it? it? That's it. Yeah. Well, okay. So that sort of slides very nicely. Uh-huh. Like a finger up the nose. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Into my uh-huh. uh, n- next thing. So, <clears throat> on two levels. I mean, I could actually do my second one now or my first one, but I'll, I'll just go with my first one that was originally going to be my first one. <laughs> you know, but you one. knows what number is what. <laughs> <laughs> you understand? I know. That, right? I'm aware of that. I just, you know, sometimes I think out loud. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, uh, pheromones. Yeah. Pheromones. Yeah, or gnomes, as they're sometimes <laughs> called by me. As the old joke goes, how do you make a pheromone? Uh-huh. No, pheromones. <laughs> you, you've you uh, ruined it for me now. I think it's pheromones yeah. because, because it's so cute when you say it. Anyway, as the old joke goes, how do you make a pheromone? Fuck it harder. Thank you. Uh, waka, waka. Week. That was terrible. Uh-huh. Anyway, um, pheromones. So popular. Yeah. In the uh, public perception yep. that you can even buy pheromone spray supposedly to help attract the ladies. Yeah. And I had a roommate who actually purchased it. Really? And would spray it on himself when he would go out for the evening. W- would he claim it worked? Uh, I don't. What did it smell like? <clears throat> it smelled like nothing. Did you guys actually ever make out? But then I then I suddenly <laughs> was like deeply attracted to him and couldn't keep my hands <laughs> off him. It was weird. It was yeah. just weird. But I don't know if I was attracted to him originally anyway. Yeah. I was confused at the time. Yeah. <laughs> um no, I don't know. He I believe he claimed he did claim when he used it, uh-huh. the first time he used it, that he thought that it was that it worked. Okay. And then he used it a bunch of other times, and he never said anything about it again, and yeah. then it just sat on his counter once. I know, so it started out as Dumbo's <clears throat> feather. Yeah, and kind then, of. I think so. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wow, you know, I don't ever meet women, and they don't ever aren't ever interested in me. Let me see if this works. And I, I snuck some and went out and hung out at the bar that we hung out at, and that uh, uh, was the same rejection that you I You stole your every... roommate's sex pheromones. pheromones. I did. For... I did. <laughs> it, was, it was just pheromone spray. It wasn't sex pheromones, oh, but the intention on. was for to get ladies attracted to you. Yeah. It, was, it certainly <laughs> wasn't the pheromones that make ants follow each other. No, it was not. But pheromones. Yeah. So... I was immediately was sexual attraction to pheromones, right? Like, is that a real thing? And the minute I put that in, the first thing that came up 
was this website <laughs> called Smell Dates. Okay, yeah. And what they do is they send you a T-shirt. You wear it for three days straight without uh-huh. bathing. No perfume, no nothing. You can't add to your scent. You then take that T-shirt. You mail it back to them. They cut it up into swatches and bag it up with a number in it. And everybody else involved is doing the same thing. Uh-huh. It's not broken down. You're given no other information, no, I, no, no information whether the person is male or female. Really? Uh, yeah. No information whatsoever. It's entirely... The concept is is that it's entirely, if you are attracted to this, you are attracted to this person, and they send them out, you get this, you'll get a box with several swatches from several different people, uh-huh. and then... Individually wrapped, obviously. They're in little baggies, okay. little plastic baggies, each one, and they all have a number on them. Uh-huh. I, th- I believe they, it's like a paper piece of paper with a number on it, and you take it and you sniff it, and if you, are, if you find that this attracts you, you can then go onto the web, uh, you know, onto, I think you go onto the website and you punch in, I'm attracted to numbers 52, 63, 91. And if they find themselves attracted to you, any of those numbers attracted to you, then they connect you. Okay. Okay. And it's like, like I said, you don't gay, straight, you know, uh, male, female, doesn't matter. You may find yourself that you've been, a, the smell you're attracted to is all men. Okay. Okay. And this is what they do. And it's for a nominal fee of $25. Ah. So I was like, well, okay, smell dating, it's being done. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and I thought to myself, well, if you can smell date, uh-huh. why don't you do like live smell dating things? Sure. And so then like I, looked, dating. I, I looked up like smell speed dating was uh-huh. exactly what I looked up. And actually something came up. And this has become international. It's in major cities around, you know, Europe and and uh, sure. and the United States, and yeah. they're called pheromone parties. And it's the same exact concept, different group of people, uh, same exact concept. You, but but in this one, you sleep in the t-shirt for three nights, then you bag it up. <clears throat> There's a number put on there. People show up at this party. Um, which is just like a mixer, and everyone's chatting and having a good time, and at your leisure, you grab a bag, and you pull out a shirt, and you take big whiffs of it, and if you like the person, you write down that number. Uh And then eventually, at the end of the night, towards the end of the night, those numbers are put up on a, uh, are shown as photographs uh, on a big screen Mm -hmm. with the person who, Sure it is. And then you can seek that person out. If they like you and you like them, you can meet up and have a conversation and, uh-huh. you know, probably have sex because you're so yeah. rutted uh, in you're there. You're so rutted. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, so that's done. Yeah. And I had just been reading an article in Vice uh-huh. about the swinger culture uh, amongst millennials. Uh-huh. And uh, how popular swinging and orgies and sex parties have gotten. Really? Yeah. Yeah. There's lots of them uh. in all major cities. They're all over the place. It's apparently now. We, we missed the boat on both sides. We really did. Right? I don't know. I, there was a place when I worked as a chef, one of the last places I worked at, there was a, apparently a, a, a twice a week sex party. Uh-huh. That was going on at a club two doors down yeah. from my job 
that had I been single, I could have gone to because we knew like a bunch just because they were two doors down. We knew the doorman and, uh-huh. you know, and several of the cooks would go over there all the time. Really? Yeah. Yeah. All the time. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, we were uh, we were kind of it was sort of at the at, at the tail end of our youth, though. Yeah. When that stuff started really becoming a thing in New York. But they're very successful. Some are just like monthlies. Um, and you pay a membership fee and you get, uh, you know, there's a very select process in becoming a member of these clubs. But all these people do now is put on sex parties. There's a lot of money in it. You know, you can make anywhere from as little as, you know, $200,000 a year putting these on uh-huh. for once a month, which is pretty goddamn good, up to, you know, millions of dollars a year, depending on how big big a scope your party has international multiple cities etc etc and then i thought pheromone sex parties sure where you don't bathe for two to three days (laughs) yeah and you walk into this place everyone is blindfolded Uh uh-huh right there are guides yeah to lead you around the room get you drinks make sure you're not falling down every you know, small group. There's like one one guide for maybe every three people, just sort of right. catching people. The room is pretty open. It's a lot of mattresses and thing, and then people just go around smelling each other, uh-huh. and that is entirely how they match up and meet up. Okay, and it's orgy. Oh, that's okay. That's fantastic. But I think it's it's you're on the right track. Yeah. Um. But but yeah. So that's what I came up with. Smell orgies. Yeah. Or orgies. Yeah. Or smorgies, smorgiesburgs. <laughs> I think odorgies was better. How do you make a pheromone? <laughs> Take her to a odorgie. Yeah, there you go. Um, so that's it. Now you could, if you wanted to, like you know, ideally you don't wash, so you're trying to get your just natural smell oh, up yeah. for everybody. Yeah, yeah. But you know, you could steal uh, my ex roommate Mark's, uh, you know. Yeah. Pheromone body spray yeah. and uh, put it in the effective parts and uh, get yourself some. Yeah. And there you go. You could just rub like a burrito on yourself before you go. I've thought about that. You know, I remember reading uh, years ago that for men, the n- they had done a test where they, they like the, 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 what had become sort of the sense that aroused people the most. Right, that got the most, and they had put sensors sort of on the brain yep. and on the genitals mm-hmm. to get like a sense of blood pumping to the to the to the Willards, yeah, uh, 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 well Willards for the men and whatever yeah. you call them for the ladies, yeah. uh, and for men, the number one thing was fresh donuts. <laughs> <laughs> it got them the most sexually aroused. Yeah, yeah, I get it. So you could just rub Dunkin' Donuts all over yourself. Oh, when Krispy Kreme was around and uh-huh. everywhere, and you could just get when they were coming off hot and fresh. Yeah, schmear some of that all over you and walk into your your odorgy. Yeah, oh man, and you, you would, would be the the bell of the ball. That's right, that's right. <laughs> People would just be dropping at your feet. Yeah, dudes mostly though, apparently. Well, whatever, whatever floats your boat, dude. Exactly. You know what floats our boat? What? Uh, well, that's our newest segment, Josh and All Sell Out, in which every week we explore ways that Josh and I are actively pursuing our lifelong dream of selling out to corporate America. And you know the typical ways you can do it. You can go to the radiofreebrooklyn.org 
Oh, it's an org it's now. An org Why now, is that, Noah? But it also redirects if you do com. Uh, because we are a 501c3 charitable organization. Yeah. Nonprofit. Uh, not Josh and I, just the station. <laughs> no, we want to um, make money. And you can go to the Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel show page, hit the sponsor link, and for the next month about is all there is, uh, you will pledge an amount that would come out every month for the rest of the season. There's only like one month left, so you'd probably only get up once. So if you pledged a dollar, yeah. Noel and I would get 25 cents each. Yeah, because half that money would go to Radio Free Brooklyn. Right. Oh, half you didn't that, do that money part yet. <laughs> would go to Josh and I. Uh, <laughs> and, and as I said last week, uh, this whole 501c3 thing is very new for us. So we're looking into exactly what it means, but we believe that half that money, the half that goes to Radio Free Brooklyn, would be tax deductible. Yeah. Uh, if you hate Josh and I, hate us, uh, or if you just hate taxes, <laughs> you can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org and hit the Patreon link and pledge an amount one time or reoccurring. All that money will go to Radio Free Brooklyn. All that money will be tax deductible, and you can leave a message saying, "Get these." capitalist pricks off the air and they will oh they've been they've been looking for an excuse oh yeah if you weren't on the board noel yeah. we would have been gone ages ago <laughs> <laughs> but my tendrils run that's deep right. my friend that's right uh but you know josh and i both know that the real money the big money is in corporate sponsorship mm -hmm. that's why once again our corporate sponsor <laughs> didn't give us a bit this week so i'm gonna use uh Monty Lamonti's regular time to just beg corporate America to sponsor us. Uh, Josh, what, what's your favorite company? Uh, well, you know, it's not just about favorite companies. Okay. No. I think we have to look at it as like, what's the right fit for us? Okay, what's the right fit for us? I think the right fit for us would be Shark Tank, for instance. All right. ABC Television. All right. Shark Tank, the show. I, I was at a dinner with the main guy from Shark Tank in Toronto. The main guy, meaning the, one of the, the shark. sharks? The shark. The main one. There are multiple sharks. I don't know. I've only seen it a few times, but I was told he was the main shark. <laughs> there are like four sharks. He's the main shark. Time. There's no main shark. Yeah, there's a head shark. No, there isn't. Every shark has a has a leader. <laughs> no. Every shark pack. He's the head of the shark? Yeah. Is he the is he the Canadian guy? Yeah. yeah I don't know. He's he's he no one knows who he is in this country. Well he's maybe a head he's, shark. Maybe he's popular in Canada. I, I didn't really chat with him. Yeah, but he was at this dinner thing that we're at. Nice. Uh, so like that would be one. That for would instance. be one. Um, who else? Forbes. Forbes. Forbes should advertise. Come on, on Get Forbes. Rich Quick what are you with thinking? Josh and Noel. Um, what other great? Uh, 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 oh, of course. Uh, uh, HBO should advertise with us for uh, their fabulous comedy series, uh, Silicon Valley. That's right. Come on. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, and and this is the this is what happens to corporations that don't sponsor us. McDonald's. Yep. You don't sponsor us. I don't care if you sue us. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna trash you. We hate your food. You stink like <clears throat> poop. That's right. I hear you're planning on using uh, real beef in like two of your burgers. Yeah. You're gonna keep it a secret though. It's gonna be like a shell game. Yeah. And the other ones are full of diarrhea. <laughs> right. So you guys sponsor us unless you get the McDonald's treatment. <laughs> The other ones are full of diarrhea. Wow. Noel Deneen, you said that. Yeah. Um, great. Yeah. So there we go. Yeah. So fuck you, Monty. No, for, no, no, oh, no. He'll well, have oh, something next Oh, week, right. Okay. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Monty, for uh, putting us in a position where we're going to get sued by McDonald's. Yeah. 
Um, and there we go. Yeah. So, uh, but. But. Even though we're not getting rich this week from our corporate sponsor, doesn't mean that you can't get rich, right? So every week we have a topic. This week it's, is smell. And in that topic, we give you so many ways to get rich. It, it stinks. Oh, God. <laughs> but we also <laughs> hide a little turdling of a nugget of another idea somewhere in the show for you to get rich with. Uh, so see if you can close your eyes, take a deep whiff, and figure out where that is. The Get Rich Quick Tip of the Week. Brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. Hey, Noel. I know you've been wondering, whatever happened to Camel Toe? For those of you out there who don't know what I'm talking about, according to Wikipedia, a camel toe is a slang term that refers to the outline of a woman's labia majora in tightly fitting clothes. Owing to a combination of Anatomical factors and the tightness of the fabric covering the area, the crotch and mons pubis may display a shape resembling the forefoot of a camel. Camel toe commonly occurs as a result of wearing tight-fitting clothes such as shorts, hot pants, or swimwear. Well, Noel, wonder no more. Camel toe is back. Camel toes are the hottest fashion accessory in Japan right now. And for those unlucky ladies who just don't have the natural goods, they can go out and buy them. A Japanese underwear manufacturer has created a brand called Party Pants. It's a pair of panties that come with a pocket that holds an enormous silicone camel toe. Knowing, of course, that this trend will be taking the world by storm, the manufacturers have panties and inserts, inserts that come in four different skin tones. From creamy white to mocha chocolate and two others in between. The panties sell for $80 and uh, currently, and not terribly surprisingly, have become a huge hit with the transgender community. Okay, there you go. Uh, so that was a, a self-read by Josh. Uh, it's wonderful. And if, uh, if you're worried that we're trying to give you sexist ideas, don't worry. You, you that the, the camel toes t- taken. I heard no mention of moose knuckle though. Well, you, you it's can make not, silicone moose knuckle. It's not a hot property right now. Now you can try to make that trend. Yeah, happen. You know, I mean, uh, yeah, you could make silicone moose knuckles. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I don't see why you you know make them. Yeah, see if they sell. Seems like there's a hole in the market. Yeah, fill it with a moose knuckle. <laughs> oh my God! So there you go, Noel. That's the tip of the week. Yeah. Get on it in this country, guys. It's patented in Japan right now, but it's going to be the next hot thing. It sure is. Big in Japan. Yeah. There uh, you go. <laughs> you know what else is big in Japan? What? Getting rich. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we're going to tell you how to get rich with smell uh-huh. right now. Uh-huh. Uh, well, Josh, do you know what miasma theory is? I don't. Uh, well, you do. You just don't know the name. Okay. So miasma theory was the belief that disease is caused by bad air, right? So literally, malaria means bad air. Oh, I did right? not know that. Oh, you did not? Malaria. No, I, I, well, I never knew. Mal, I understood, was bad, but yeah. I didn't know area was air. Yeah. That's just news to me. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't take a Latin. Uh, so, you know, the 
the popular scientific and medical beliefs at the time were that cholera, chlamydia, black death, etc., were caused mm-hmm. by smells emanated from rotting organic matter. Uh, some people even believe that other things, such as obesity, were caused by, for example, obesity thought some people thought was caused by inhaling the odor of food. Mm. Uh, it's funny, though, now, because they have diet plans that you inhale the odor of food. Sure. Just to stave off eating? In theory, to satisfy uh-huh. any hunger pangs that you might have. Uh, well, anyway, miasma <laughs> was uh, accepted by doctors until the germ theory of disease came out in uh, about 1880. Which is interesting, because that's what everyone deals with now, but yeah. still unproven. Yeah. Uh, and before that, though, it was huge, accepted, by sci- accepted as scientific fact, and a lot of it was not always that far from the truth, right? Uh-huh. So back to the example of malaria, right? Mm-hmm. They thought malaria was caused by, uh, like, swampy air. Right. You know, like, and that's not true. It's sped, it spread by mosquitoes mm-hmm. that thrive in, in swampy swamps. air, you know? Uh, well, they thrive in swamps. In swamps, yeah. Uh, so... They they were on the right track. They just you know came to the wrong conclusion. Right. Uh, so, um, you know, when the plague came along, the doctors were really scared of it, and so they came up with their plague masks. And you you know what a plague mask is, right? I do. Yeah. So uh, if any listeners don't, they're a mask that covers the top of your face, has eye holes, and then it has like basically for your nose, it has a long, almost like a beak. So you look like a bird. <laughs> Uh, you've definitely seen them before. <clears throat> and what they would do is they would fill the nose of the plague mask with flowers so that they would be smelling sweet, sweet flowers and keep the plague air away from them, or the plague smells mm-hmm. away from them. Um, and uh, basically what they are, if you if anyone here has gone to see Sleep No More, it's pretty much the mask that they make everyone wear in Sleep No More. You, have you seen Sleep No More? I, I've been to sleep. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah. The, the masks don't have that big a nose, though. No, it's it's smaller, and it's open on the bottom. But it's so that you, half mask. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, <laughs> so uh, I've always thought they were super cool. Mm-hmm. Even as a kid, I was always like, they're cool. I was a little bit obsessed with them. Uh, they're no good for keeping away diseases. But, you know, at least they made things smell good. Mm-hmm. And as I said, they look cool. What else is good about them? Uh, well, I started looking into things. I found a company called Aroma Actives, which is skin creams that are activated by odors. So when they're around stink, they activate your skin cream and it'll suddenly revitalize you, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, also read a bunch of things about aromatherapy. For example, rosemary can fight headaches. If you have a headache, they say to crush up some rosemary and smell it. Uh-huh. Uh, so... What what we need to do, we need to make plague masks. Uh huh. We need to coat the inside, the part that goes around your eyes, particularly your eyes. People are always crazy about putting eye cream on, right? Yeah. So we need to coat the inside with odor activated uh-huh. cream. Uh huh. We need to fill the nose with rosemary and other aromatherapy cures. Uh huh. And uh, you know, if you wear them in the city, mm. you'll look cool. Cover up <laughs> trash, poop. Etc. All these smells that we're passing, uh, and it, you know, make it even look cooler. You could uh, make the nose a little extra long and extra pointy, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, you can go down on the subway. 
those subway stations, mm-hmm. sometimes they just smell like you are in a urine sauna. It's awful. It's horrific. In the summertime, in the summer, oh, the worst. It is. Uh, so uh, you could go down to that subway. The stench of urine, it'll activate the revitalizing skin cream, mm-hmm. and suddenly you know your eyes will look younger, feel younger, your skin will tingle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the herbs and the nose will mask the smell of just urine that is permeating everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, similar to on the subway, how everyone now has earphones that allow them to walk around in their own soundtrack, Plague Mass will allow everyone to walk around in their own smell track. Uh, so, you know, you always, everywhere you go, you'll smell your own patented smell. Uh-huh. Best part, though? Yeah. Subway pulls up. Packed. Right, mm-hmm. you get in there, you fight to get on. Your long, pointy nose keeps the creeps out of your personal space. That's true. So it not only will make you sit on that subway station in comfort, because you're not smelling the the, the urine sauna, <clears throat> you're smelling rosemary, you're mm-hmm. smelling chamomile, your skin's tingled and revitalized, and you get on. Creep, stay away. You have your personal space protected by your pointy, sharp nose, mm-hmm. which I'm going to say I'm going to make it uh, at <clears throat> least, probably about at least 10 inches long. Okay. Right? That's a good amount of personal space. Yeah. <laughs> it is a good amount of personal space. I feel for, you know, those people while you're getting used to having a ten, 8 to 10 inch long protuberance sticking out of your face, uh-huh. and you're not used to where it is at a given moment, uh-huh. you know what I mean? And you're jabbing people accidentally. Josh, I already said I'm not a guidance counselor. I know, I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking just saying out for I feel our like, listeners. You know, I was listening to this, uh-huh. and I thought of, uh, <clears throat> for our Chinese listeners out there, uh-huh. and you know who you are, um, I thought of just taking this uh-huh. idea, you know... Uh, you see in China all the time because the smog is so bad. Oh, sure. Right? Yeah. So they in China. wear they wear the uh yeah, those, the doctor's those mask, doctors' basically. masks. Yeah. Why not just take those doctors' masks, sell those doctors' masks, and inst- within the lining, you've got whatever, you know, sense. Because you wouldn't protect your personal space. It wouldn't no, be no, cool. It's like a, a different thing. Mask. It's a different thing. But I'm just saying it's an additional thing. Yeah. It's just a tag on for that. Yeah. And nothing announces to the world that you are rocking out to your own smell, smell track. Yeah. Then, you know, then a big plague mask. Eventually, I would imagine you can put like a, uh, a sort of a vaporizer system in there mm-hmm. that will so you're not just jamming it full of various herbs and things that Oh yeah, you, are you could trigger together. different smells at right. once. Yeah. And you could link it to your personal soundtrack. Yeah. So while you're listening, you can be like, man, this is mellow. I want lavender with this. Yeah. And you know, and then you could even have little lids on the eyes that you can shut and take a little nap. Oh yeah. With your lavender and your your smell track and your soundtrack and your eyes closed. I like it. While you're being beautifully cooled by your uh, your stench activated skin cream. Skin cream. Yeah. Big money, guys. Big money. Big big <clears throat> money. You start a whole new trend yeah. that will sweep the nation, sweep the sweep the globe. We already talked about the market that is awaiting you in China. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's quite a uh, it's quite a, a lot of moving parts. Yeah, but can definitely be done. Yeah, I like it. All right, I like it. See. All right, so back to me, huh? Back to you. What do you got? Smell, stink, oh, okay. scent. Yeah. The thing that people put off of their bodies. Yeah. Uh, 
Carries a lot of information in it. Sure does. Uh, study was done. Uh, well, we've all heard stories about how dogs uh, can smell uh, diseases sure. on people. Yep. There's one story in particular where uh, one woman, her dog kept trying to bite her. She couldn't understand why the dog was biting her, and the dog would bite in the same exact spot every single time and would like go at it, like try to claw at it and bite it. Turned out to be a mole, uh-huh. and the dog was attacking this mole, attacking this mole, attacking this mole. Finally, she went to her doctor and said, my dog is attacking this mole. Turned out to be a melanoma. Okay. Malignant, malignant melanoma. Yeah. Surgically removed. So <coughs> scientists have been trying to figure out, can they train dogs uh, to do this? And they found out in a 2006 study, uh, five dogs were trained to detect cancer based on breath samples. Once trained, the dogs were able to detect breast cancer with 88% accuracy and lung cancer with 99% accuracy. And they could do this across all four stages of the disease. So no matter how deeply uh, stuck in it they were, uh, or or not, you know, if it was just beginning stage one or something like that, the dog could detect it. Um, now they have found that dogs can detect six types of cancers by smell, which is amazing, right? And early, early detection, yeah, without any invasive injecting you with 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 things and sending you in radiation treatment, you know, things that are going to pump you full of radiation and stuff like that. That's great, but not everyone can afford. A uh, dog, a dog that can smell cancer. Uh-huh. And what if you don't have cancer? Yeah, right. Yeah. What if you don't have waste cancer? of a cancer smelling dog? Mm. Have you heard of super smellers? No. Uh, Do you know what a super smeller is? Is it a person who can smell real well? Yep. Okay. You got it. Super smellers account for approximately ten percent of the population. Oh wow, it's a lot of people. Yeah, and there are people. My wife. I know I bring up my wife a lot in the uh-huh. show, but my wife is a super smeller. Meaning she complains about how much you smell hot? She just complains. But that has <laughs> nothing to do with her super smell ability. But she is very sensitive to smells. Like, she picks things up that I can't pick up at all. Yeah. In fact, she has to, like, if she smells some meat sometimes, I have to smell it to tell her that it's okay because she will pick up the scent of meat going bad well before it goes bad. it's past the point. Yeah. So I have to be like, yeah, no, we can act, we can eat that. It's fine. If I'm if it smells bad to me, then it's pretty bad. Uh huh. Um, so there was a story back in 2015. I don't know if you heard of it. I doubt you did, or you would have used it as part of your uh, <laughs> your thing. But a 65 uh, year old retired Scottish nurse named Joy Milne uh, <clears throat> noticed that. Uh, by scent, um, had started noticing that her husband started smelling strange. There was a strange musky odor coming from her husband, which she initially dismissed as a normal stench of working too much, physical. Uh, but then they went to the doctor, and he was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. Uh-huh. Uh huh. She started, after her husband was diagnosed with the disease, she started to attend Parkinson meetings with him, with other Parkinson patients, and she noticed the same odor coming off of other Parkinson's patients. Um, she mentioned this to some doctors that were 
working on her husband, and they decided to put her to the test. And what they did was they gave her six shirts worn by Parkinson's patients and six by healthy people, uh-huh. six from healthy people. She uh, managed to smell a correct diagnosis in 11 of the 12 cases. Wow. The one false positive that they thought she had, which was the person that they thought was healthy, Uh that she smelled and said, this person is unhealthy, the one wrong one, turned out the the guy manifested Parkinson's eight months after she smelled it on him. Wow. Okay? Now, that's crazy, right? Mm Mm-hmm. What you need to do okay. is you gather up super smellers yeah. and you train them to sniff out diseases. All right. So you're like Dr. X. You are Dr. X. You are the person training them. You are the person sending them out. You are the person that people are coming to. They're not going to their regular doctor anymore. Yeah. They're like, I think something's going on. I may be sick. And they, you, they, you, they, yes, they come to your clinic, yeah. which is... You don't do anything. Yeah. You're just diagnosing. And they're coming to you, man, I, I was dizzy and I fell down and I'm just wondering, but I don't want to go spend, you know, $200 at my doctor who doesn't take insurance and, yeah, you know, yeah, the best yeah. guy. And, you know, he's going to put me through these battery tests, which is going to cost me another 400 bucks out of my pocket because I haven't met my deductible on the ACA. You're going to be like, you know what? 100 bucks. You come here. My super smeller. <laughs> You've got ALS. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> you have testicular cancer. Yeah. Now, you can do this. You can have dogs on site, too, uh-huh. for the cancer patients. Sure. You can have humans for things like Parkinson's right now. I mean, you know, I don't know how many other diseases they're uh, uh, checking this out with. Now, there is an animal the of mammals, uh-huh. the uh, silver tip bear. Okay can smell you up to eight miles away. Wow. Eight miles away, Noel. Yeah. Imagine what they can smell on you up close. Yeah. So you get like a silver tip bear, right? And you keep them in a cage and a trained bear, and you take good care of this bear. This bear is going to live really well, so he doesn't eat any of the patient. But maybe he won't eat them because he can smell the disease in them. Uh-huh. And you train him how to pick up all the other diseases, even even the flu. Yeah. Just so you can be like, nah, you're good. You just got the flu. Yeah. And you can be like, all right, I'm going to get some, some, uh, some Advil, and I'm going to just ride it out for a week. Sure. But whatever it is, that's what your deal is going to be. You, yeah? I, I, you could probably teach them to smell like pregnancy. Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Like yep, absolutely. I think dogs can actually smell pregnancy. You know, there are dogs that are trained to 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 pick up, and I think it's through smell, uh-huh. but it may be through uh, electrical impulses. But uh, And if that's the way you want to go, like for people who have seizures, you get them a pet shark. <laughs> Hammerheads, because their eyes are on the side of their head, they don't, they don't see well at all. Sharks uh-huh. don't see well at all. They pick up motion, but hammerheads pick up electrical current from human beings. Uh-huh. They can pick up the slightest electrical current from very far away, from like a mile or two miles away, uh, the electrical currents from the human body. And they know that that's food coming up there. Mm-hmm. You know, if, uh, if you don't want to expose all these sickly people to a bear... Uh, one of the things I did read when I was doing research is that uh, cows have, they can smell for miles. Okay. Like soft, docile cows. That's fine. 
you know, but you tra- cows are also extraordinarily stupid. Yeah. And, you know, training a cow is not an easy feat, I don't think. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't think it's an easy feat. It's worth, it's worth finding out. Yeah, it is. And, you know, it's a good reason polar bears can uh-huh. smell a seal from half a mile away in the water under three and a half feet of ice. Yeah. They'll know that that seal is there. Yeah. That's as good a reason to save the polar bear as any. <laughs> right? If you're, you're, you're looking for... Re- Look, we say pandas just because they're cute and cuddly. But anyway, so there you go. Yeah, I, I like it. it. It's fantastic. Uh, you know what else would be fantastic? If any of you guys could reach out, touch us, tell us what you think, give us some ideas for shows, some tips to judge our schemes by. Uh, if you want to, you can reach us on Twitter at GRQ, Josh Noel. Uh, you can email us at GRQ with Josh and Noel at gmail.com. You can us at Facebook at Facebook slash GRQ, Josh Noel. You can go on iTunes or anywhere else. You can get a podcast. You can subscribe. You can rate. You can review. You should, you because should. these things let iTunes know that people are listening to us, and it, it gives them a little flag on us, and if they like us, then they put us up on something. That's right. It's and, important to us. Yeah, and if if you are a person who wants to listen to us on podcasts, uh, you know, tune in, Saturday nights at 8 on Radio Free Brooklyn, and listen to us live, get the schemes five days before anyone else. Mm-hmm. Stick around, listen to what else is going on the station, That's a lot right. of great things. Uh, so, you got a lot of money. It's gonna, it's gonna rot. It's gonna smell. What are you gonna do? You gotta spend that money. It's gonna make crazy. Josh, please take it away. The Pathak Felipe Super Complication is the world's most expensive timepiece. The watch is worth $25 million. The watch weighs about a pound and is 73.2 millimeters wide, made out of gold. It's a two-sided pocket watch with multiple functions, hence its name. It was ordered by an American businessman who demanded to have the world's most complicated watch, no matter what the cost. And that's exactly what he got. The masterpiece is praised by collectors and can considered the most important vintage timepiece. It was purchased in 2014 by an anonymous bidder. There you go. Yeah, I love that guy's voice. Okay, uh-huh. so we got to get right to it. Uh, we know our ideas are great. How do you know that they're worth quitting your job, taking out loans, leaving your family? It's because Josh scoured the internet for rules of getting rich quick, <coughs> to which we judge our schemes by Josh. Where do our rules come from this week? Uh, today's rules, five ways to get rich. Warning, they're scandalously effective from wealth magnate Vladi Vasilev. <laughs> That sounds so trustworthy. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Rule number one: Do not give a fuck. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. As I said, I'm not the counselor. That's right. <laughs> rule number two: Craft your story. Uh, yeah. If you're making a smell track or a soundtrack, you're crafting a story, Noel. You sure are. Yeah. And uh, do we have time for one more? We sure do. Rule number three: Exercise. Uh, yeah. That's how I was going to get that shirt all sweaty. <laughs> that's right. So there you go. Uh, that was three for three. As we know, you're going to get fabulously wealthy. So once again, for Josh and Noel, don't spend all that knowledge in one place. <laughs>